Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the heart of Studio City, California, this is the Knapsack Files and the three things. It's back once a month. We're going to be doing this on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I talk about three things on my mind. And really, this time around, there's one thing on my mind. It's going to uh, have three things underneath that main heading. And it is something that comes up here often. It's something that comes up a lot with me. Uh, It's just par for my course. And that's depression. Now, I've done some deep, serious dives on depression. I've been open and honest about depression. And you guys have reacted to it. And that is one of the things I'm proud of. I'm not proud I have depression. um, But I'm not afraid of it. Um, but it is something to struggle with. It's come up uh, lately. Uh, if some of you watch the Schmoes No Movie Show, uh, you probably saw me have a little bit of a breakdown. Uh, openly talking about on air that I couldn't do my work because I just was down and out. Uh, and that happens sometimes. So, um, first of all, I want to make clear I'm okay. I'm okay. But depression is always going to be there. Years of therapy. I went into therapy for about four straight years. Came out of it a lot better. A lot of uh, dark impulses, the suicidal impulses, gone in a much better place. Had uh, a good run for a while where I felt depression was not defeated. I was never naive enough to think it was gone, but it was at bay. It was kept at bay. Over the last two years, it's safe to say that depression has come back. Not quite with a vengeance, but it's been there. Stronger than ever at times. So I still struggle with it, and uh, I want to be open and honest with that at all times. And If I can work through something, maybe uh, I can help you work through something, or vice versa. But I didn't want to do a deep dive on it, not here on these three things. I wanted to just give you three little things I do when the depression really comes raring back. Um, little, I don't even want to call them tips. They're just what I do, and I'll let you know. And then maybe you can apply them to you if it's something you feel you need or would help you. Uh, like I said, the depression over the last two years is back, but the last month, uh, depression, almost like a little bit of a nervous breakdown kind of atmosphere going around my brain and my life. Um, so I have to make sure, take care of yourself, you know? You have to take care of yourself. Be responsible for your own emotions and your own actions at times. I think that's very key. Now, seek help, seek therapy, talk to other people, all those things. But here are three things that I do to kind of, sort of, maybe, if I'm lucky, keep my depression in check. Number three, I indulge in a favorite meal. Not just a favorite food. It's not just a bowl of ice cream. That doesn't hurt. 
but it is a meal. Now, as someone who struggles with weight and weight issues and body issues and all those kind of things, um, you know, I got to be careful. If I have, uh, you know, six pieces of bacon, I love that. But I got to make sure the next day I don't have six more pieces of bacon. I got to control it. Um, I, I feel better when I uh, feel as though I'm in control of, of my weight and my shape. It's not just about a number. It's how I feel, how I look, if I'm in the gym, all those kind of things. So you got to manage it. Don't dive in. Don't do a week of favorite meals. But I will make sure that I turn off the pressure in my brain. More on that later. But I go in and I have like a meal. Like Picasso sitting down with his friends at midnight type of meal. Like a king gathering his knights type of meal. Sometimes I do it on my own. Sometimes I gather a good friend. And, you know, depends on the situation. Depends on my mood or depends on how bad the depression is. Now, for me, that comfort meal is a good plate of Mexican food. All right? I'll go. There's a lot of great choices here in Los Angeles. Recently went to a place named Pepe's in Montrose, California. Simple restaurant, simple menu, and excellent, excellent. Um, And I'll I'll do it all. I want those chips. I want that salsa. I want that guacamole. I want some carne asada, cheese enchilada, some rice, some beans, cholesterol, butter. I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. And I'll get it on the plate, and I take my time. I'm a fast eater. I heard that from my father. I, I, I've had a lot of times like I'll have a supersized hamburger and, and, and woof, it's gone. And everyone else at the table is like, what's wrong with you? Slow down. Do you even taste it? You're like a dog. But on these type of favorite meal adventures, when I really feel as though I need them to kind of right my ship, my mental ship, I take my time. If I've got a friend there, it's good conversation. Like, I go through, like, five bowls of salsa and chips. Uh, the calorie count's got to be off the charts. But that's what I do. Chips and salsa. You could be a subpar restaurant. You could be a subpar restaurant or an average restaurant serving average burritos and tacos and enchiladas. But if you got yourself some good salsa... I'm there. I'm on board. Now, what makes good salsa, you're asking? Oh, oh what makes good? What? Ooh. I do like fresher pico de gallo style. I like a lot of cilantro. Ooh. My dad kind of raised me in cilantro. I just I love that taste. Um, but that's not all, you know. I'll, I'll, take a, I'll take a spicier. I'll take more of a, a soupier salsa, which doesn't sound good when I say it out loud. When you know what I mean. Um, it's all about the taste. It's all about the taste. Once I'm there, I got that meal in front of me. I got the fifth thing of chips and salsa being dropped off. Sometimes I'll have a drink. Sometimes not. Sometimes it's just water. Sometimes it's just iced tea. Sometimes it's a margarita. Used to have a Diet Pepsi or a Diet Coke with it because I just loved the taste of Diet Specifically, Diet Pepsi with chips and salsa. I don't know why, but that's the way it was. Uh, I've cut soda out of my life uh, as best as I can, so I'm doing pretty good at that. So, uh, you know, I won't, I won't, uh, now, now I won't have just a straight Diet Pepsi anymore. But I'll sit down and I'll savor every bite, and I'll just enjoy the simple pleasure because I think 
when you get lost in depression, and one of the bigger things is perspective, and I've talked about that before, perspective, and there's still time to change. You can go back to listen to other things in the Knapsack Files to get the bigger, deeper answers. But when you're sitting there, and you got your favorite meal in front of you, it's a pleasure. It's a privilege. Not everyone gets to indulge in a favorite meal. Not everyone can afford that. So it's, if it's a luxury, take this luxury. But I sit there, like I said, like a, like a king looking out around his round table at his nights. And for me, the nights are chips, salsa, and guacamole, and sir enchilada. And I sit there, and I just, I just savor it every bite, every moment. And I realize, you know what? Things might be bad. Things might be worse in my head, but as long as I still have access to this, I am okay. And even though I have health and weight concerns and weight goals and all those kind of things, I turn off the mind, I turn off the pressure, and I let it happen. Which kind of leads to my number two thing that helps me get through depression. The little things, I should say, to help me get through depression. Is I give up. That's right. I give up for one night only. Try to keep it to one night. I've had some of them stretching two or three or four. You get to that fifth day, then you get the problem. That's right. I literally give up. Come home from work. Don't go to the gym. Don't have something healthy. And this is separate from the favorite meal, but just, you know, all right. I'm going to grab uh, something from Jack in the Box on the way home. I'm going to hit Del Taco, and when I hit Del Taco, I hit Del Taco hard. And I come home, turn on a PlayStation 4 or something like that, turn on a movie I like, get into sweatpants, the ultimate sign of failure, and I just give up. I indulge it all for one night. I sit there and I feel sorry for myself. I don't try to bat those thoughts out of my head. Maybe it's a good cry. Maybe it's a get a little angry. Depression is about living in the past. Depression is about, uh, you know, being overwhelmed with you, what you feel you, you don't have or feel you're not where you're at. It's all, anxiety is a lot about uh, worrying about the future. Depression's being lost in the past. And, and I just let that happen. I let it just drench me. I'm laughing to say that. I let it just... All over me, that that horrible stink of depression and giving up. I just indulge. I go in deep. You know? Now I feel good because my impulses are in control. That that came out of therapy. So it's not going to go so deep that I'm not going to come out. But I just turn off the pressure. Because I think, again, a lot of, lot of depression, I think, comes from self-pressure. Self-induced pressure. Self-inflicted pressure. I think it is, if I'm... If I'm depressed at something at my job, it's because I feel as though I should have a better job or I feel I should, I should be making more money. I feel I'm not given the opportunities I want. I feel, I feel, I feel, I, 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 I. But someone on the outside, this is what we are. I always talk about perspective being key in overcoming depression. But, you know, someone from the outside, I, 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 I hear it all the time. People look at where I work at Collider or Screen Junkies before, and they're so, oh, you must be so happy. On the inside, I'm dying. On the inside, I am depressed. On the inside, I don't like going to work that week. And it helps to stop and get that perspective. But what I'm talking about is one night, I will just give it all up. 
I just don't care. I feel bad for myself. I cry it all out. I indulge myself. And what I find, and this is the key to it, what I find is at the end, at the end of that night, at the end of that run where I'm just playing video games till my brain falls out, I'm eating an entire sleeve of Thin Mint cookies, I am having some ice cream and a burrito, I'm having a burrito ice cream, all of it is there. Uh, at the end of it, I almost start to feel bored. I almost start to feel like, uh, I'm over this. You know what's more fun than this? Doing something. You know what's more fun than this? Leaving my house, being social, accomplishing something, working hard towards something, setting goals, getting up out of my bed, and just simply facing the world. It's a little bit of that reverse psychology that the par- your parents probably used quite well when you were 10. It does kind of work, but I find, again, I just give it all up for one night. By the end of that run, I'm ready to get back in. Now, as I said, sometimes it does bleed over a little bit and second night, third night, fourth night. And like I said, fifth night, you start to worry. That's fine. You're going to be okay. But I think it actually helps. Now, this isn't doctor recommended. I should put an asterisk or a legal warning. Warning. I'm not, you know, I'm not specifically recommending that you and you and you out there give up for one night. If you don't feel like you can, be careful about it, all right? Be careful about it. You can dance with the devil by the pale moonlight. You can go up to the line of insanity and dip your toe over it. But nail your foot to that line is what I always would say. So you can come back. Just know that you can come back. That I obtained from years of therapy. That I obtained from from seriously looking at depression. But on these little tiny things, it's a carne asada meal. And if that doesn't work, then it is just giving all up and not caring, turning off the pressure. That's key. Looking in the mirror and going, all right, this is it, and that's going to be okay for this night because I'm not filling the blank. I'm not worth it. I, I'll never be anything. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You cry yourself to sleep. I'm telling you, it kind of works because then after a while, it just kind of becomes silly. You just kind of, you, whether you have perspective or not at the beginning of it, at the end of it, the perspective is kind of there because after a while, feeling sorry for yourself just becomes a silly pursuit. It just feels ridiculous. Feeling sorry for yourself, and then you get out in a car, maybe to go get yourself some Del Taco, and you see a homeless person, and the perspective is there. Suddenly, it feels silly that you're complaining about your job, or complaining about opportunities, or lack of opportunities, when you might actually have some. I don't know. You know what I mean. So I recommend that. Now, number one. The number one little thing I do to keep depression in check is to stop talking about it. Don't worry, I'm still here. Yep, I stop talking about it. Now, I feel it's important to uh, talk about it, depression. I feel uh, it's important to um, seek professional help. Sometimes me being so open and honest about my depression is an attempt, sometimes successful, sometimes not, to own the depression, to not let it control me. It's like I'm, I'm in a room and it's dark and I'm scared, so I flip the lights on so I can see the monster. 
And it's not just to elicit, like, oh, Ken, you're great responses from people out there. That helps. It doesn't hurt. But it's like I kind of already know. You know, that's what's weird about depression. Yeah, I know. Uh, I can be funny, and I can write funny things, and and you like it. And and, uh, I talk about Star Wars in a way you like. I I know that. That's why I'm here. It's why I do it. I get great joy out of that stuff. It's nice to hear that you like it, but I still feel horrible on the inside. Sometimes that stuff works. So that's why talking about it does help. Turning that light on in that dark room. Um, It becomes a punchline. It loses its power. That's why a lot of, you know, comedians who are depressed, and that's why they get into it. That's why we do it. It uh, just kind of becomes something we can control that way. But the flip side, the little thing I'll do is, like I said, just stop talking about it. Stop focusing on it. Get out, go for a walk, put in those headphones. Go pet a puppy dog. You know, this is step one. It's circular. Step one, a lot of time... Leads to step three, which is having my favorite meal. Invest in other things. Invest in other people. And if you don't constantly talk about it, it might not be as present all the time. It's not a scientific formula. I am not a smart man. But I'm just saying, that's a good thing to do from time to time, is just leave it behind. Don't put it in the forefront of your mind. You can control your thoughts. Yes, there's chemicals. Yes, there's bigger things that cause depression, bigger things that you you maybe can't control, but I do believe you can control your thoughts. I do believe you can be the captain of your destiny, so to speak. So that's why when I get into those moods, I just stop talking about it. And I put the focus on other things, like... A carne asada burrito with a cheese enchilada and a slab of carne asada just meat itself. Some beans, some rice, some chips and salsa, throw in some guac. Have a margarita too. Ah, I'm happy already. That's the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Little show we do here once a month. You can follow me at Ken Knapsack on Twitter. And uh, maybe you have some things you do to keep yourself happy. Some things you do to uh, ward off the depression. So you can hashtag the three things, the number three, the three things. Uh, and uh, tweet it to me and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what works for you. What are your little things to keep the depression away? Thanks for supporting and listening to the Knapsack Files. We have a Patreon page. If you want to go over there and support some more, we would be grateful there. You can like us on Facebook. And like I said, follow me at Ken Knapsack. Three things is right now monthly. So we'll see you in March. Right now, I got to get that burrito.